You're tuned in to Born on This Day podcast. It's March 2nd, and I'm Marco Timpano. And I'm Bill Antoniou. And Bill, I want to wish you a happy National Banana Cream Pie Day. No thank you, gross. Oh, you don't like banana cream pies either. I don't, no. I don't like banana-flavored anything. I love bananas, and that's it. I don't like a banana in any other format. Not even like a banana popsicle, a banana banana gelato, nothing banana. No. Wow. Well, listen, I do enjoy a banana cream pie, and that date, this particular pie dates back to the 19th century. Banana cream pie found its way into recipes, and in the 1950s, soldiers of the United States Armed Services ranked banana cream pie as one of their favorite, as it is one of mine. Mm-hmm. They didn't have, really a, have much I, to choose from. Yeah. Fair, fair enough. Listen, I have a key lime pie upstairs that I'm going to d- dive into once we finish this episode. A key lime pie, I will do. I mean, it makes okay. sense that you would put a banana, cre- make a banana cream pie. It's a sure. sweet fruit, but right. it's it's too stocky for my taste and f- to be in a dessert. Um, it also made more sense back in the days before everything was refrigerated because it does last a lot longer sure. than sure. fruits usually do as well. Um, so yeah, I get it, but I don't know, not my thing. Not your thing. Okay. Well, listen, people born on March 2nd, maybe it's their thing, maybe it isn't, but they have a perception that borders on genius, Bill. Mm -hmm. Sure. Although although they may seem uh, to clear everything through intellectual channels, they are really exercising psychic sensitivity. Most major life decisions are made this way. They are gentle souls who lack self-confidence. Yeah, they're annoying is what they are. Fair enough. I speak from experience. All right. Celebrating okay. a birthday today, Lorraine Newman is a founding member of the Groundlings. It was while performing with the troupe that she was spotted by Lauren Michaels, who invited her to appear in a Lily Tomlin special before casting her in the first season of his little show called Saturday Night Live, which she stayed on until 1980. Film roles have included American Hot Wax, Stardust Memories, Invaders from Mars, and Problem Child 2, while her voice work includes numerous cartoons such as The Oblongs, Danny Phantom, and Troll Hunters. Last year, she was on an episode of Bob's Burgers. She writes for the food magazines One for the Table and McSweeney's, as well as Huffington Post and Esquire. On stage, she appears regularly on Celebrity Autobiography. She was born on this day in Los Angeles in 1952. Al Waxman was one of Canada's most beloved actors, appearing in the films The Clown Murders, Heavy Metal, and Switching Channels, and starring on the sitcom, which I remember him best as a kid, Mm -hmm. called The King of Kensington, before playing Lieutenant Burt Samuels on seven seasons of Cagney and Lacey. He was an adjunct professor of theater and film at York University from 1986 to 1996, a member of the Order of Canada in 1997, and played Willie Lowman in Death of a Salesman at Stratford in 1997. He portrayed Louis B. Mayer in the TV movie Life with Judy Garland, and then shot 42 episodes of the series Twice in a Lifetime, his last role before his death during heart surgery in 2001 at the age of 65. He was born on this day in Toronto in 1935. And uh, one of us went to his funeral. Yeah, I know. It's such a bizarre thing. We talked about it a few few episodes ago, but I ended up at his funeral Mm -hmm. because I was living next to the synagogue uh, at the time. Where he had the where he was having his funeral, a really big synagogue here in Toronto, and um, I had kind of met him and his wife Sarah Waxman in a roundabout way, and so while I didn't necessarily feel like 
you know, I should go to the funeral. A friend of mine knew him, had taken an acting class with him and said he was a really nice guy. And he goes, if you can meet me there, it would be nice mm-hmm. for me to have someone to go with. And and I go, and I know Al, he said, he okay. wouldn't have mind having more people at his funeral. Well, I went, my friend didn't show up. I got to stand next to Tyne Daly. And next thing you know, I met Al Waxman's funeral. And it was a lovely funeral, I will say. I'd venture to guess that no one really minds if there's more people at their funeral, quite frankly. I mean, true, true. it's not like it's more of a, it's not like it's more of a bother for you. You know what I mean? No, but I didn't want to be one of those gawkers that just shows up to a celebrity funeral right. just because whatever, but, but it was, well, a weird if you did, you wouldn't be alone. Right. But I, that's just not me, but it turns out my friend, Muggsy, I'll call him out, never showed up to it. And I'm like, what happened? He goes, oh, I forgot I woke up late. And I'm like, great. You got stood you. up at Al Waxman's funeral. <laughs> I totally got stood up at Al Waxman's funeral. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best part of the story. Oh, I guess yeah. I'll settle for Tyne Daly as a company oh. for today. All right. She's well, a, she's a lot shorter than he's you He's not think, dead though. yet, but uh, uh, so is everyone, Marco. Fair. Um, Moving on, Laird Hamilton is an American big wave surfer, co-inventor of toe-in surfing, and an occasional fashion and action sports model who has played the occasional acting role. At 16, he left school to pursue modeling, discovered on the beach in Kauai, then beginning surfing at 17. He performed stunts in the film Point Break, his skills got him cast in the film North Shore, and in 2011, he had a small role in Alexander Payne's Oscar-winning drama, The Descendants. As himself, he has appeared in the documentaries Step Into Liquid, Waterman, Waiting for Lightning, and The Longest Wave. He was born on this day in San Francisco in 1964. Jennifer Jones did some modeling and work on the radio before being cast in small roles in New Frontiers and Dick Tracy's G-Men. She was discovered by David O. Selznick, who fell in love with her and convinced her to leave her husband, Robert Walker, for him. He built her up to stardom, winning an Oscar for The Song of Bernadette and starring in the films Since You Went Away, Love Letters, Clooney Brown, which, Bill, if you haven't seen Clooney Brown, I don't know what's wrong with you. It's a devastatingly wonderful film. Um, It's really funny, actually. Is it? Okay. I had no idea. Just has a weird name. Um, Mm -hmm. And Duel. Oh, I I can tell when you're being a dick, Marco. Don't worry. Well, she was also in (laughs) Duel in the Sun. I'm here to call you out. She was in Duel in the Sun. Did you see that one, Bill? I did, Marco. Okay, shit. Okay, well, by the late 50s, she was no longer interested in making films, only showing up in three films in the 60s before playing her last role in the 1974 adventure, The Towering Inferno. And I do remember that. Um, Mm -hmm. She retired until her death in 2009 at the age of 90, and she was born on this day in Tulsa, Oklahoma in 1919. Yeah, Robert Walker never got over losing her, and uh, it's partly why he committed suicide later on, or basically oh, wow. drank himself to death. Um, yeah. She has a great death in the Towering Inferno. She's the one that falls out of the falls elevator. Out? She's the yeah. one. Oh man, that's that, the only that thing I remember from that film. Elevator, because for some reason they build a, a a glass elevator on the outside of a skyscraper that's like eight hundred million stories high. Um, yeah, I, that movie is just wonderful. It's the seventies wrapped up in a big bow. Bill, I saw that when I was far too young to be seeing that oh, kind of film. And you took it totally seriously. Yeah. And that scene is seared in my, in yeah. my mind, that yeah. woman, uh, Je- Jennifer Jones yeah. falling out of that building. Oh, yeah. wow. Good for her. 
Uh, one of one of my favorites on the list today, Marco. Martin Ritt originally played football before getting involved in theater, inspired by the stories of suffering during the Depression to create work that reflected the plight of the underdog. He was blacklisted in the 50s and couldn't get work directing television, then made his film debut with Edge of the City, followed by The Long Hot Summer, The Black Orchid, and an adaptation of Faulkner's Sound and the Fury. His films often reflected his social concerns, particularly The Great White Hope, the Best Picture-nominated Sounder, the Blacklist-themed 1976 film The Front, and the 1979 Oscar winner Norma Ray. He directed Barbara Streisand in Nuts and made his last film, Stanley and Iris, starring Jane Fonda, in 1990. He died that same year at the age of 76. He was born on this day in New York City in 1914. Jeff Wadlow's thesis film project, The Tower of Babel, won the top prize at the Chrysler Million Dollar Film Festival. He used the cash to finance his first feature film, Cry Wolf, then in 2013 made the blockbuster Kick-Ass 2. Last year, he directed the horror film Fantasy Island, which is terrible in case you're thinking you want to see it. It is so bad. Great poster, terrible film from top to bottom. Mm -hmm. And he has written the films Prey, Truth or Dare, not the Madonna film, and Mm -hmm. episodes of Bates Motel. He was born on this day in 1976. It's only our generation who would hear Truth or Dare and think, is it the Madonna film? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Bryce Dallas Howard is the daughter of yesterday's birthday celebrant filmmaker Ron Howard. A graduate of Tisch School of the Arts, she had small roles in her father's films Apollo 13, the Grinch, and A Beautiful Mind, before making her official film debut in M. Night Shyamalan's The Village. She took over for Nicole Kidman in Lars von Trier's Manderley, was nominated for a Golden Globe as Rosalind in Kenneth Branagh's film of As You Like It, then was the love interest in Spider-Man 3 with Tobey Maguire. More recently, she found success in the Jurassic World franchise, played the villain in The Help, co-starred with Matthew McConaughey in Gold, played Elton John's mother in Rocket Man, and appeared in the outstanding Black Mirror episode, Nosedive. She was born on this day in Los Angeles in 1981. And Bill, I just saw an episode of The Mandalorian that she directed. Oh, interesting. Good for her. Yeah. Yeah. Just like moments ago. Mm-hmm. Well, Bill, one of my favorites on the list today, most people came to know Daniel Craig when he became the sixth actor to take over the role of the James Bond franchise. That's where I got to know him. But his career goes back to his performing with the National Youth Theater in the mid-80s, followed by studying at Guildhall School of Music and Drama before working on the British stage and making his film debut in the 1992 drama The Power of One. He had supporting roles in Love is the Devil, Elizabeth, I Dreamed of Africa, Road to Perdition, and Sylvia before taking on the leads in The Monster, Enduring Love, and the British crime <laughs> film Layer. Uh, Layer Cake, sorry. Uh, did I get that wrong, Bill? It's The Mother, not The Monster. <laughs> did I say The Monster? The Monster, The Mother, same thing. Yeah. Uh, well, listen, then things got exciting. His first Bond film, yeah. Casino Royale, was the most acclaimed film in the series in decades and was followed by Quantum of Solace, Skyfall, and Spectre. While he also appeared in The Golden Compass, Defiance, and Dreamhouse, last year he was nominated for a Golden Globe for Knives Out and his fifth Bond film, No Time to Die, has been delayed by COVID, but is due to be released in the fall. He was born on this day in Chester, England in 1968. 
Yeah, that's the most Bond movies that a Bond actor has made since Roger Moore. No one's done as right. many as five uh, since Roger Moore. And Roger Moore did, what, seven or eight of them? Yeah. I, um, I I've loved Daniel great. Craig since long before Bond. He, because he was really hot in the 90s. Um, and particularly the movie Love is the Devil is about the painter Francis Bacon. And it has my favorite meeting of a couple ever, which is that Daniel Craig plays a burglar who busts in to Francis Bacon's house, played by Derek Jacobi. Um, he falls in through his roof, uh, wakes Derek Jacobi up, who looks at him and says, take off your clothes and come to bed. And when we're done, you can take whatever you want from the house. And he never left. It's a true story. He never left. They stayed a oh, couple wow. until Francis Bacon died. And I just thought, my God, if a thief ever breaks into my house, I'm going to try that and see what happens. <laughs> I might get murdered, but I won't. I'll be, I'll be happy. <laughs> Oh my goodness, that's hilarious. If a thief breaks into my house, I'll be very disappointed if he's not as hot as Daniel Craig. That much I can tell you. Fair enough. Most most thieves look like Daniel Craig. I, I hope tell so. You. I hope so. Well, it's all that running from the cops. It, it really uh, helps uh, tone give you tone. All right. <clears throat> Speaking of tone, Rebel Wilson first gained fame on the Australian series Pizza and the sketch comedy series The Wedge before writing, producing, and starring on her own show, Bogan Pride. She moved to the States in 2009 and appeared in the films Bridesmaids and A Few Best Men, followed by What to Expect When You're Expecting and Bachelorette, after which Variety named her one of their top 10 comics to watch for 2012. She played Fat Amy in the Pitch Perfect films, followed by How to Be Single, Grimsby, and was the star of the 2019 film Isn't It Romantic, her first lead role, followed by The Hustle with Anne Hathaway, which is a remake of Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. In 2020, she was in the Oscar-winning Jojo Rabbit and the one and only Cats. She was born Melanie Bounds on this day in Sydney, Australia in 1980. Gates McFadden is best known for playing Dr. Beverly Crusher on Star Trek, beginning on the series The Next Generation and continuing through the films up to Nemesis in 2002. She made her debut on The Edge of Night in 1982 and had a role in The Muppets Take Manhattan, later appeared in The Hunt for Red October, Taking Care of Business, and episodes of The Practice and NCIS. While she was born on this day in Cuyugahoga Falls, Ohio in 1949. He turned it into a song, Cuyugahoga Falls. <laughs> from, the, from the new musical, Ohio. <laughs> Let's go down to Cuyugahoga Falls. All right. Speaking of singing, Desi Arnaz is best known for playing Ricky Ricardo on the legendary sitcom I Love Lucy, which he co-starred on with his then-wife, Lucille Ball. Lucy, you got a lot of explaining to do. They are generally cre credited as the innovators of the syndicated rerun, which they pioneered on that show. Arnaz and Ball co-founded the television production company Desilu Productions, which was also responsible for Star Trek. Then Arnaz later produced the Ann Southern show, The Untouchables, independently. He was also the leader of his own band, the Desi Arnaz Orchestra, and starred in the films The Long Long Trailer, Forever Darling, and made his last appearance in The Escape Artist in 1982, four years before his death at the age of 69. Winner of a Golden Globe and two Emmys, he was born on this day in Santiago, Cuba in 1917. I always love that Lucy always gave him credit for the success of Desi Lu Productions and yep. everything they did. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Next on our list, Natalie Emmanuel made her debut on the British series Holly Oaks before playing the role that has made her famous as Missandry on Game of Thrones. It led to her film debut in 28K, or that maybe is a spelling mistake, I don't know, 
Is that it? 28K? No. Okay. As yeah. well as the... It just looks weird because the let, the number eight is in the middle of the word. She was also a recurring part of Ramsey, I guess, in that. And she was in the last two Fast and Furious films. In 2019, she was on the television adaptation of Four Weddings and a Funeral. And in 2020, was in the film Holly Slept Over. This year, she'll be seen on the series Unsinkable. She was born on this day in Southend-on-Sea, England in 1989. She's really great. I really like her. She is, yeah. She has the most ridiculous character in the Fast and the Furious movies. She's the one that can follow anyone by logging into every computer and phone and tablet around the world. Yeah. Amazing. John Bon Jovi is a singer, songwriter, record producer, and actor best known as the founder and frontman of the Grammy award winning rock band Bon Jovi, which was formed in 1983. The band has released 15 studio albums on top of his two solo albums. He was inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame in 2009 and in 2000 was named Sexiest Rock Star by People Magazine. As an actor, he appeared in Moonlight and Valentino, U571, Pay It Forward, and New Year's Eve, plus appeared on episodes of Sex in the City, 30 Rock, and The West Wing. He was nominated for an Oscar for the theme song to Young Guns 2, Blaze of Glory, with the band's other hits including You Give Love a Bad Name and Living on a Prayer. He was the founder of the John Bon Jovi Soul Foundation. He was born, like every other Italian-American on this day in New Jersey, Perth Amboy to be specific, in 1962. How was he in Sex and the City, Bill? Uh, it's a good episode, actually. I don't really, I don't care about him one way or the other as an actor. You know, like, he's fine. He's nothing special. I don't really think he's all that hot. Um, sure. Uh, but he's good. And it's a really good episode because it's it's a breakthrough episode for Carrie where she realizes that she has a, a habit of picking the wrong men. I see. She meets him in therapy. They both go to the same therapist. Okay, cool. Also staying in rock music, Chris Martin is a singer, songwriter, and producer who is the lead singer, primary songwriter, and co-founder of the band Coldplay, who first achieved fame with their hit song Yellow in 2000. They had success with their albums A Rush of Blood to the Head and Viva La Vida, both uh, both which won Grammys and have sold 100 million records worldwide. He has also collaborated on music by Nelly Furtado, Jay-Z, Avicii, and Dua Lipa. He became the creative director of the newly established Global Citizen Festival in 2015, and he was born on this day in Exeter, England, in 1977. Isn't he married to someone famous, Bill? And last, he was married to Gwyneth, but they consciously okay. uncoupled some years ago. That's right. Yeah. That's yeah. right. I don't think okay. his new wife is famous. I don't remember who he's married to now, but. Fair um, enough. Yeah. And they all go on vacations together and, you know, you just want to punch them all in the face. Anyway, uh, last but not least, everyone's favorite, along with Banana Cream Pie Day, it is also the person, the day to celebrate the most wonderful Theodore Seuss Geisel, or Dr. Seuss, as many of us know him, an American children's author, political cartoonist, illustrator, poet, animator, and filmmaker. Uh, His work includes many of the most popular children's books of all time, selling over 600 million copies and being translated into more than 20 languages by the time of his death. My mother used to always buy me a Dr. Seuss book if she saw his name on it, Um, like The Cat in the Hat and uh, Horton Hears a Who and The Lorax and so many more. His honors include two Academy Awards, two Emmy Awards, a Peabody Award, the Laura Ingalls Wilder Medal, the Inkpot Award, and the Pulitzer Prize. He has a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. He has been in the Forbes list of the world's highest paid dead celebrities every year since 2001. 
and uh, died of cancer in 1991 at his home in La Jolla, California at the age of 87. He was born on this day in Springfield, Massachusetts in 1904. Wow. Yeah, Bill, I was deciding whether I should make a Dr. Seuss day or banana cream pie day, but I thought you liked banana cream pie, so I chose that over Dr. Seuss. Clearly, I chose the wrong one to illustrate at the top of our show. Yeah, you did. Well... Whatever, whatever you prefer, Dr. Seuss or banana cream pie, I hope you have a great March 2nd. I hope you do too, and we will see you tomorrow.